vesta Kummalalla kummalalla kummala sa vesta Kummalalla kummalalla kummala sa vesta Oh no 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 sa vesta Oh no 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 sa vesta Right so What's going on guys? Welcome to today's topic um, Today's topic is uh, anxiety around returning to the gym from both a male and a female perspective. So I thought it was only fitting to get a female in and speak a wee bit about this topic as um, gyms in Scotland, anyway, I know gyms in England have already went back, but gyms in Scotland go back um, as of this Monday coming. Uh, so I've got Caitlin in. So thanks for coming on, Caitlin. Thank you for having me. Um, so do you want to just give a wee brief overview of who you are, how you get into the industry and just kind of um, what you do? Okay, I'm Caitlin Fitzpatrick, owner of Fitness Coaching. Um, I have been a personal trainer for around five years now. I started off um, from a sporting perspective, um, coaching netball, training in netball, and then I went to university to study sports coaching development, which gradually brought me onto the kind of coaching of the fitness industry. Um, I then qualified as a personal trainer, started to work in a gym environment, started off more as a kind of class instructor, I'm now currently a hybrid coach, online uh, coaching and some one-to-one -one personal training still in the gym. I'm based in Pro Life in Paisley and I predominantly work with females who are looking to upgrade their body confidence and drop body fat. Okay, perfect. And uh, I think with, with this, the fact that you're still in the gym, I think it's going to give us a wee bit better perspective. Sometimes I think if I got online coaches on, um, they're very like you don't you don't need a coach in the gym and like and all that sort of thing so uh, there's there's a bit more of an open perspective on that because uh, last week I had Christian on and we kind of spoke a wee bit about kind of online coaching versus kind of um, personal training and the pros and cons of each so I think uh -huh. it's good to get someone who is adopting a bit of a hybrid model and sees the value in each as well um, yeah absolutely okay so uh, first bit I kind of wanted to talk about was more from a, a female's perspective. So um, anything that you've kind of got on like your kind of, uh, is it all females that you train? All females, yeah. Yeah, so all the females that you train, they're kind of, um, what they've maybe opened up and said to you in terms of like uh, a bit of gym intimidation, um, like that sort of kind of idea of going into the gym it's just a bunch of guys in the weight section. They, they just feel too intimidated to even set foot. So they end up just going on a cross trainer and a treadmill and not really seeing the progress they should. Yeah, so I think that's a, the background of quite a lot of females who actually come on board um, my coaching programme. It tends to be that they feel a little bit trapped in the cardio section of the gym. They are a bit intimidated, as you say, to go into the, the free weight or the, the fixed weight uh, section of the gym because they are fearful that they're maybe not doing it right they're maybe going to hurt themselves or that they don't belong there as such so I think when people do tend to come on board with me they've got that gym intimidation and they almost want like a coach to help them in that environment because that's something that they're fearful of and I think it's very very common there was a time in my life when I was scared of the weight section and I think it comes with a lot of fitness myths as well of the gym section makes you bulky it's all for guys and there is a lot of kind of misconceptions of that females don't belong um, so to speak in that area of the gym so I think it kind of comes from people breeding that that fear and that anxiety and it's almost a case of it is predominantly up until the last couple of years males in the 
the, the weight section and females tend to feel like oh am I doing am I doing it right am I doing it wrong so a lot of clients that I've been discussing with um, obviously gyms are just open on Monday in Scotland about how they're feeling coming into the gym is kind of oh I've been so comfortable in my house I've not had to worry about anyone kind of looking at me and I'm not even worried about going back into that environment so I think gym intimidation is a thing but I think it's very very um, important to try to overcome it as early on when moving back to the gyms as possible to combat that if you kind of breed that fear and still scared to move into that kind of part of the gym then it'll go on for longer and longer mm-hmm. yeah and in terms of like obviously you're going to get different um levels of of clients so i know that there's some clients that i've got that i would have no qualms about them going into the weight section and um potentially showing up a lot of guys and um, because half the, half the time you go into the weight section the guys have no idea what they're doing anyway um, and a, a bit of comfort is that, like, I train with uh, I've trained through the years with with a lot of guys, and know for a fact, other than the other than the creepy ones, no one's really worrying about no one's really worrying about what you're doing. Genuinely, in the gym, yeah. no, no one cares, um, and they're only really focusing themselves. And if they're that kind of um, orientated around themselves, they're probably just looking at themselves in the mirror. They're not necessarily kind of looking yeah. at what you're doing and stuff. So. Um, I've always tried to say like to my girls that there's three reasons someone will look at in the gym they don't know what they're doing either they're checking you out or they're wanting to like maybe see what you're doing for your gym program because they've maybe not got a program themselves so it tends to be that people who actually know what they're doing aren't typically interested in what other people around them are doing um, so again I think that's that kind of gym intimidation of anyone who's there who's going to judge you is usually not actually judging you and probably doesn't even see that you're there um, so like unless it's a guy checking you out or like maybe a personal another personal trainer another coach who maybe knows what they're doing who's maybe going to offer you advice on your form or something then an actual fact the people in the weight section aren't as scary as what they might look with their big muscles do you know like it tends to be the bigger the guy the more friendly they are <laughs> yeah yeah I think I think that's it like majority of guys especially see people especially a lot of personal trainers I know a, a lot of guy personal trainers I'm particularly get a, a bit of a bad uh, a bad rap and probably there is a fair few probably a few that I would even know as well that have got a bit of an ego and stuff but a lot of personal trainers got into personal training because they embarked on a fitness journey through their, their own insecurities and it's helped them which is how they've got why they've got into the industry um, I know that was certainly one of the reasons why I've done it so it, like a lot of the time a personal trainer has got into that um, job because of that thing so definitely um try and kind of look at it from a different sort of perspective rather than what all your friends and stuff might say about the weight section or that's full that's it's definitely a stigma that I think we want to try and kind of break down um some barriers there so with in terms of like programming and uh like obviously we spoke about a couple of different levels of clients so you've got um even just from both a males and females perspective you've got the fact that you've got females that um, really kind of are brand new to the gym maybe I've just stuck to like a, a treadmill or a cross trainer maybe went to a few spin classes and done some hit stuff with some kettlebells and dumbbells and bands in the house so you've got that person and um, probably same with the males as well then you've got um, the kind of me- medium person who's been lifting they know their way about things but they're still a wee bit unsure and then you've got the kind of more advanced person yeah. So, but there's always progressions and regressions for each one of these. And you can, the benefit of going to the gym 
is the fact that you've got an abundance of equipment. Um, so we'll get onto environment in a second, but yeah. like the fact that you, if you go to the gym, let's say for instance you struggle to, and you've got you've got a, an eight kilogram kettlebell and a couple of bands, you've not really decided to go much beyond that. There's only really so much that you can do with that, and um, that's going to allow a bit of progression. So if you really want to kind of progress with your strength and stuff. The chances are going maybe adding a few machines in and still you until you get used to that sort of side of things and then get into more yeah. kind of the free weights when you're more comfortable. It's definitely um, going to be beneficial, even if you're only doing that a couple of times a week. Yeah, absolutely. And I think something to take into consideration is clients who maybe were going to the gym and only sticking to fixed weights have now come out of their comfort zone in their, in their living rooms and their gardens with weights. And going back, back into that environment of changing up their training, being able to, as you say, progress and regress. So, for instance, if you've got a client who can't then perform a press-up, they now know that they can go and use the pec deck. They can build up that, that strength in their chest before um, starting to actually try to press up some bodyweight exercises. So I think it gave people an opportunity to try and see where they're at with their training. So I coach a girls from beginner who've, again, been cardio bunnies, never, ever come out the kind of, treadmill weight section and never sorry come out the cardio section into the weight section and if anything they're maybe excited about going back to the gym but not really sure where to start so programming is going to be a case of easing them into okay what do we know what can we do and now how can we adapt that to the environment they're going to be in so I know obviously we said we'd speak about environment a little bit further on but I think as you say it's almost like an unlimited access of equipment where a client can advance because they've got more advanced equipment, they've got machines there, they've got more um, targeted equipment to target different areas. Like I know my clients who are beginners have not been able to kind of, or even my intermediate clients, we've not been able to isolate their back movements as much as what we'd like. And they are yeah. like excited about, I can't wait to go in and see what my back strength is going to be like on a lap pull down machine. And I know that's the most exciting machine for me. I can't yeah. wait to get back on a lap pull down and a leg press, but it's kind of, forced our hand to try different exercises we maybe wouldn't have done but I think it's took people out their comfort zone um, and I think when it's coming back to going into the gym it is going to be a case of let's ease in your program let's maybe look at okay what can you do what have you been doing and not being afraid to change that either because what you have been basically only been able to do with the equipment you have got yeah yeah and, and definitely just honing in on what you just said there the, the two machines I would say definitely that um, even, a, even a kind of beginner client would be able to do, um, even with uh, some, some extra kind of online coaching, send over a couple of videos and stuff, um, you really can emulate a, a lap pull down at home unless you've got like a like pull-up bar and like um, multiple bands where you can adjust the weight yeah. resistance. But even still you're in a fixed position and I would still do pull-ups and lap pull-downs because they have um, that ability there and everything that you do at home is either very kind of squat, lunges, um, even even like deadlifts and stuff are really kind of hard to load at home if you've not got like a barbell with loads of weights and stuff yeah. like that um, and uh, going into that and then like leg press as well, everything's very, um, everything's very focused around kind of pushing movements and mm -hmm kind of lap pull down you're going to be able to open yourself up a lot if you, if you feel as if everything that you do is very kind of push orientated then you're going to be neglecting some of your kind of posterior chain 
And in terms of getting intensity with your leg workouts versus just kind of holding a squat and stuff, yeah, there's time and a place yeah. for that, like holding a squat to make the kind of eight kilogram goblet squat feel more difficult. <laughs> like there's only so much of that that you can do, but you can really add a lot of intensity to a leg press um, with not a hell of a lot of skill. Yeah, absolutely. And I think the big thing for some of my clients who are actually intermediates was it made them take a step back and go, how is my form? How am I executing this movement? Like one of my clients, it's like, Caitlin, I can't believe the difference in my form with a shoulder press, like my chest press, because I'm thinking about the movement. I'm slowing down my tempo. I'm maybe increasing my volume with like sets. And I think it's made people actually be excited about to go back into the gym and execute a program a lot more effectively than how they were before. So as much as beginners are maybe a bit anxious about it, I think on the other hand, there's the people who are intermediate who maybe were just going through the motions of their program at the gym because they've been doing it for so long who now maybe feel like they've actually learned a little bit more about their program and they've slowed down their form, they've slowed down their tempo and they're actually going to be executing the exercises a lot more, um, a lot more better, if that makes sense. So I think absolutely there is that kind of worry about the program and things like that with returning to the gym, but I think it is something that instead of feeling anxious about, it should be like, a kind of excited nervous feeling like rather than a fear yeah definitely and before we go into kind of a hybrid model and obviously that's something that you do um and something that i'll be kind of suggesting the clients do if they're still a bit apprehensive about it just in terms of environment i, I always think see with i spoke about this a few weeks ago with uh with matt when i had them on we spoke about the fact that people kind of a, a gym you should kind of use some form of intimidation factor as a bit of accountability for a gym because if you go in and you're completely in your comfort zone, it's almost going to feel like I don't need to put a lot of effort in here. Whereas if you're slightly out with your comfort zone, then that is also going to drive you. So it is going to be, it's going to help, it's going to help drive the workout. So there is a benefit to being slightly out with your comfort zone and getting out with the place that you'd maybe do uh, watch TV and stuff because you can't, it's, or it's not that you can, it's just really difficult to get into like a, a good enough mental state to really push yourself enough, whereas you could do the exact same workout at a gym and probably get a lot more from it because of the environment change. Yeah, so I spoke, this is something I pushed quite a fair bit with clients um, through the last year, training at home was environment has a massive dictation on success. And I found that myself, um, actually converted my, garage into a home gym because at the start of lockdown I went from training in my living room to in my conservatory to in my kitchen and nowhere felt comfortable and I thought right I need to get more in the zone here and take my train a little bit more serious and it was very very hard to do when I was chucking my family out the living room so I could get a workout done in peace for 45 minutes and so I think environment something I said to clients like can we find a place where it's comfortable for you to train where that can be your training zone so it's very hard if you're training in your living room where you chill with your partner where you eat where you are playing with your kids like uh, where you watch tv so I think it's really important to have a place where you can almost switch on your training and switch off from relaxation mode um, yeah. and if it, you're anything like me when you're training your living you're like right I really need to clean that glass or and you can't just focus so it's really really difficult so I said to clients like even if that's your back garden even if that is like a spare room even just having a room where you know when you walk in that room that's your training zone because you know when you are driving to the gym you're going to that gym to train that's your training time and already you walk in with a different mindset and you kind of switch off to whatever's behind that 
that door or whatever you are walking at the gym and if you're anything like me and I know a lot of other trainers when you walk into the gym it's a different environment from when you're home and like yeah it's my job and that is my place of work but it's also my place where I um, I feel better about my mental health I feel more energetic I feel strong I feel powerful so I think having an environment definitely dictates your mood your success of a gym session and also how you perform during that session as well I think can be definitely dictated about where you're training yeah 100% agree, agree with everything you've said there and I think um just have a bit of an open mind guys and girls listening to this when when you're thinking about when you're thinking about should I go back to the gym because we've got a few questions on this like should I go back to the gym shouldn't I we, we might have said all these things and, and you think that all sounds very good but it is I'm quite kind of anxious about doing it so I don't really want to drop my home workout because that is a wee bit of comfort until I get out of it um, and that's the case that we would maybe maybe or maybe 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 adopt more of a yeah. A hybrid approach so anything you want to kind of speak about with a kind of hybrid approach so I think with a hybrid hybrid approach it can it can be beneficial depending on who you are what your what your job is so I know um, I've got clients for instance I have a client who's a head teacher her day starts at seven in the morning so she finds it extremely hard to find a gym that can accommodate going to the gym getting a shower getting to work in time so on her morning training day she's going to try train from home and then on the days where she's maybe got a wee bit more time like the weekends or maybe like on a Friday she's going to train at the gym so it's going to allow her to actually not maybe miss that training session she could maybe be avoiding because she's like oh, I've not got time to get a shower before I um, work and get that like do my commute because we are easing as much as the gyms are real we're easing back into a lot of people being working from home so it's been okay to exercise in your house because you've not had to leave but now we've got people who are now going to be commuting back to work commuting back to normality so I think with regards to hybrid uh, model it will work for people who maybe um have become a little bit more accountable with not ditching sessions because of other reasons like getting ready for work like the commute to work like time clients who've got kids so I've got clients whose kids are maybe in nursery two or three days a week they two or three days are going to go to the gym the other days and say they're not doing a workout, they're maybe going to sit with a home workout. So I think there's nothing wrong with a hybrid model for those reasons. And also a hybrid model would be maybe beneficial for someone who is maybe a bit anxious and wants to ease herself back in. So maybe just going to the gym once or twice for a class or for just using like maybe one program till they get comfortable doing like maybe one day's training, like a full body in the gym and then ease themselves back into maybe a different training split. So I think the hybrid model will definitely definitely be beneficial I wouldn't be saying to any client that's it you must absolutely go back to the gym I think you need to have a conversation with yourself and ask yourself okay what is my options here weigh up the pros and cons is only mean that I actually instead of saying I can only do two days training a day a week because that's the only days I can get to gym can I actually do a four day training slip and do two at home and two at the gym because that's more beneficial and in some cases it might be depending on your goals and on your training and your experience as well of course yeah, and, and also I think sometimes if you think about doing like a a home-based session, your first two maybe home-based sessions for the week might seem okay, but then might seem a wee bit more like a slog um, to, to want to do them a third and a fourth and maybe even a fifth time. And when you yeah. start kind of adding that in, it's like, I just feel as if I'm always in my house. Like I feel as if I'm always just kind of, like and it just if it feels like a slog that's where you might want to break it up break change as yeah. we said change the environment adopt more of a hybrid approach even if you're taking the exact same workouts to 
um, to the gym rather than having to kind of worry too much about new equipment and stuff like that. It all depends on which stage you're at. Um, yeah, but, absolutely. So, I mean, we kind of we kind of touched on this one anyway, so we can kind of gradually skim past it and then kind of go on to some questions. Uh, but intensity and frequency, um, we touched on it, but I think one of the things to make sure that we know and you guys know that it is really, really difficult to um, get enough intensity at the in a, in a home workout setting. Even if you're working out from a, a good garage with like a barbell and weights and stuff like that, because unless you've got a training partner or someone and you're really able to get into that state, getting enough intensity um, and frequently enough, because depending on when, when you train as well, um, is going to be pretty difficult. So that is why going up, going to a gym and, and stepping out with your comfort zone, as we spoke about, is going to be um, potentially beneficial for you. But it all depends. So just make sure that you have a you have a conversation with yourself and and with and with potentially us, depending on if, if you're Caitlin's client listen or or my client. Just depending on what your what you feel as if your goals are and why you might want to go to to either one of them. I think it's important to kind of take the emotion out of the decision and say, okay, for my goals, what is the best thing I do? So take all that I always advise clients, take the emotion out of the situation, make your decision and then deal with the emotion. So it's important to realise that anxiety lives in your head. Okay, it's not an actual thing. It's not happened yet. So it lives in the past or it lives in the future. It doesn't live in the present. Um, and you're anxious of something that might not actually happen. So something I've been saying to clients is, if the worst thing happens, right? So if you go to the gym and you hate it, you don't need to go back, right? Like, but what if you never go to the gym and you're going to love it because you're worried or you're fearful or you're anxious about it? So mm -hmm. take the emotion out of it and say, okay, what's the worst thing that could possibly happen about me going to a gym? That might be someone says you're not doing that right. Okay, after that worst thing's happened, what, what can go wrong after that? Likely not very much. So take the emotion out of the situation, make your decision there, make an informed decision as someone who wants a goal and just take how your thoughts and feelings are out of it and then deal with the thoughts and feelings and say, actually, the worst thing that can happen actually isn't that bad. Um, because I've discussed that with a lot of clients with different um, things, not just returning to the gym, just worry about going back to beer gardens and stuff like that as well. And I've said, okay, what's the worst thing that could happen about you gain a pound? Okay, what happens after you gain that pound? You'll lose it again. Like, So I think it's really, really important to realise that this anxiety doesn't need to hold you back. And in fact, discomfort is where growth happens because yeah. nothing changes in comfort zones, nothing at all. Yeah, definitely. Because comfort, comfort zones might be, your, might be your house. Your house might be feel like a safe place that no one's looking at you. But as exactly as you, you said, hit the nail on the head, nothing we, we are here as coaches to try and push you beyond what you think that you can do and that's probably part of the reason why you hired us as coaches anyway so um it is our job i guess to challenge some of that process in in your head thinking no i'm quite comfortable working out from home well is that is that a good thing sometimes yes maybe sometimes not so much yeah. definitely all right so uh, a few questions uh, anything else you wanted to add before i go into these uh, no, I think we've pretty much just covered it. I would just say to anyone who is going to go back to the gym, don't put this massive pressure on yourself to go and it to be perfect. Ease yourself back in. I'm going to be easing myself back in. Like, if it is fear worry, a few tips would be maybe go with a friend. 
go at a quiet time. Um, perhaps plan your training session before you go, or I know, um, so we kind of chatted about this before, but take one of your home workouts to the gym. Mm -hmm. Do your home workout. I know there's always free weight sections, mats and stuff like that. We separate rooms. I know in the gym I work in, there's like a room you can just take your weights. Do your workout there. Get comfortable with a programme you already know before going into a brand new programme and just going zero to a hundred. Um, so yeah, that would be my advice and enjoy it. Like we've not had it, we've all moaned for so long. Oh, the gyms have been shut. So go enjoy it and don't put this massive pressure on yourself to go in and be maybe who you were a year ago because you might have lost a bit of strength. And on the other hand, go and enjoy it if you're someone who maybe never had the confidence going to a gym before, but you've maybe dropped 10, 15 pounds, you've maybe like discovered weights for the first time ever, go and enjoy it and realise that that's a new environment which you actually might love. Yeah. Yeah, and also just what we didn't overly speak about was um, we kind we kind of touched on it with like programming and machines and stuff is that the, the abundance of stuff that's there, the fact that you only have like maybe a few kettlebells and some dumbbells, maybe you made a wee bit up over time. That view this as like oh my god, I'll I'm going to be able to progress so much more here because there's so much more equipment. So instead of like the fact that I've got a six kilogram set of dumbbells and a set of tens. Um, the tens were a wee bit heavy. I can incre incrementally go up um, from the sixes to the sevens and, and so on. So it's it's a lot more manageable in terms of your, your ability to progress. Um, and that should potentially be one of your, your main focuses to actually progress in the gym rather than just go to get a sweat on. Yeah, absolutely. And I think it's about, like you said, it is all about progression. Look at what you have achieved without a gym think about what you can achieve with a gym like that's a massive toolbox there of all different types of equipment different types of loads you can put on the body different types of training variation maybe different types of training styles that you might not have like I know some girls were just doing hip workouts before now they've started lifting weights so I'm like oh I can't believe I've been missing out and all this resistance training like I'd, I was scared to get bulky so again it's like there's a massive um massive amounts of equipment you can use there and it should be exciting of the progress you've made in your home and your living room is great but think of what you can do in a gym environment with that kind of vibe in the gym the music you're there with everyone with the same kind of idea everyone at the gym is there to improve in some aspect doesn't matter what their goal is no one's there to get worse we're all there to get better so again that should excite me and motivate you to go even more yeah and also since i've got since i've got a female on it'd be good to just uh, touch on that point as well that you spoke about don't uh, that you won't get bulky I think that's quite, <laughs> quite a common thing at the start um, when someone first comes on I, I know I don't want to get bulky it doesn't happen by accident so I think sometimes coming from a female that might be better so um, like you obviously train uh, with resistance and probably pretty heavy resistance as well and it's not you my argument is you get more shapely rather than more bulky yeah, and I think for clients, like, it's unprogramming that from their brain, if that's even the right word to use. Like, I've had clients come on, I've had the consultation with them. They're like, listen, I really, I really like the idea of using weights, but I'm just so scared to get bulky. And I'm like, you have no idea how hard it is to get bulky. It's so hard. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, I've been trying to get bigger shoulders and bigger glutes for years. It's hard. It's difficult. It takes a lot of eating. It takes a lot of training. Um, and I think the thing is, the weights, weights are there to change the shape of your body, okay? And nutrition's there to change the size of your body. That's what I would say to clients. You're, yeah. like, is without going into, like, this weights and how what you weigh in the scale and stuff, nutrition yeah. will dictate how much you kind of weigh. 
the weights and the training will dictate the shape of your body. So yeah. again, that's what the gym's there for. It changes shape. It's not going to make you bigger. It's not going to make you bulkier. And I know myself when I first started training, I was like, oh, I want my legs smaller. I did not want my legs to get any thicker. Yeah. And that was like the fear. I always thought I want that leg press and start. And I, I've got really strong legs from my background in, in sport. And I used to think I could lift heavier in this, but if I do, I'm going to get bulkier. And the more I've started lifting heavier, the better shape my legs are in, the more definition I've got um, and the slimmer they are as well, but the stronger they are. So again, you will not get bulky. If you do get bulky, give me a shout and let me know how. <laughs> but yeah. guaranteed, you will not get bulky. It's there to make you stronger, fitter and healthier. Yeah. And especially like, even even if you even if you could, right? And like, there's, there's a reason why, like obviously females can be, I'm going to tread lightly here because I don't want to offend anyone. Um, but <laughs> there's a reason why females physiologically cannot get to the same level as males never mind a lot of guys going on steroids and not telling you but yeah. like there's there's a reason that males and females have different like anatomy and different uh, levels of hormones whether it's testosterone estrogen it's the reason why yeah. females carry more body fat um in and around the womb and stuff as well so there's so there's so many different facets to it that even if even if it was possible and you did did have more testosterone uh, to be, be able to build some muscle, vast majority of people that sign up are um, most likely in a calorie deficit. So try really building a lot of muscle. Yes, it's possible to build some, especially if you're new. But try and build a lot of muscle in a calorie deficit. It's really really difficult. So really, yeah. your main focus should be getting as strong as possible. If you're doing that in a calorie deficit, you're going to be you're going to be winning. Yeah, absolutely. And I think a big thing about this misconception is if I was not a personal trainer and I walked into the gym and I've seen, and I know the gym I work in, there's amazingly strong females in there. There's bodybuilders in there. There's powerlifters. And if I walked into that gym for the first time and I seen a girl deadlifting 100, 150 kilos, I'd be like, oh my God, do I need to do that? And I think this is where comparison comes in. It's you versus you. I say this every day to clients. You're there to be better than the person who you were yesterday. Um, so it's not about comparing yourself to the next person, to the girl who was on the machine before you. I know what it's like when you've just been on the leg, uh, the leg extension after another girl was on it and you see that she's been um, like doing 36 kilos and you're like, oh God, I'm only 28. It's you versus you. Your last session, you might have only done 27. You might have done 25.5 kilos. So it's important to realise that when you see these people in the gym, you don't know what they're eating, you don't know their background, you don't know their goal. So when you see these big strong females in the gym and they scare you, they maybe want to be strong females um, and they maybe have a background in powerlifting, they're maybe prepping for a bodybuilding competition, they're maybe on their off season. So I always say to clients, you don't know the other side of their story and people don't know the other side of your story. So focus on you and don't go into the gym comparing yourself to what other people look like or what you feel like you should be doing compared to what other females are doing. It genuinely is you versus you always. That's the only fair comparison you can make. Yeah, definitely. So just to finish on these uh, these questions, would you recommend going to a community-based gym? Um, so I'm guessing kind of group classes, uh, maybe CrossFit type, um, or a gym like Pure Gym where you kind of go in and do your own thing. Obviously, there's classes involved in that as well. But like, what what would be your your thoughts on that? My thoughts for if it was for me or for my clients, um, I think both depending on your goal. If you're just there to get your program done and you're an advanced trainer, you know what you're doing. It's just about getting in, using equipment, getting out and leaving, going to work and you're disciplined and you've got that kind of habit already instilled of getting up doing your training times. 
then absolutely I would say something like pure gym or any type of like gym that's basically like the gym, pure gym, JD gyms, all that yeah. kind of stuff. If you are someone who struggles for motivation, maybe feel like you're on your journey by yourself, there's maybe not that support of community around you, then it's maybe best to put yourself in a community vibe. Um, so from my client's perspective, I have all the girls in a really tight community um, who are there to say, oh, girls, I've not done a workout today. And the girls are like, right, come on, let's smash your workout. You need to get us done. You said you'd do it. Um, but I think if you're maybe coming into this from a perspective of someone who's not really trained that much, then a community-based gym might be a little bit more for you until you get into the kind of habits, behaviours of actually going to the gym at set times. So if you're booking into a class, there's a lot more chance you turn it up than you saying, I'm going to go to the gym at six o'clock tomorrow morning. So you've got to think of it as an accountability factor. Obviously, if they're one of our clients, that's a little bit different because we'll have our own factors of accountability. Yeah. Um, so I think it really depends on the type of person you are. So I think I'd be asking myself, am I disciplined, am I accountable, or am I needing that wee extra push with maybe a class instructor communicating with me throughout my session so that I make the most of that time that I'm actually spending in the gym? Yeah, and also like, so if you approach it from two different perspectives, if you approach it and you don't have a coach and you feel as if you do need a bit of community, then by all means, go go to one of them. Um, the yeah. chances are, like obviously gym is only one piece of the pie or one out of 24 hours Absolutely. a day so the other 23 hours is very important to to driving a result and that's why um, I'm sure both of our clients have been able to get such good results at at home even though the gyms weren't open so that if like the gym if you ever struggled when the gyms were open the gym isn't necessarily the problem yes the gym has loads of benefits but um sometimes I think I've had this in the past I've had clients that have went to a community-based gym similar to the gym that I used to run and then they've been my client as well and then there's been a coach that said something to them and it just gets confusing and there's too many chefs um, yeah, so absolutely. If, if you're trusting in one of us to be your coach trust within that and we can adapt around that so I would probably argue that maybe the community-based gym isn't the best for you um, and maybe going to a pure gym or a JD gyms or whatever and going to a class and getting more involved in that sort of community that's not necessarily geared towards a lot of the time I feel as if with those classes you go to get sweat on go to enjoy it and you have it you have a good time or whatever but it's not necessarily um I think in this kind of smaller group community gyms there's a lot of coaches that will try and say one thing to you and try and almost get you under their wing um yeah. sometimes I think there is just too many chefs and too many um, I think you've got to be careful as well of who you take advice from um, yeah. and that's up to each individual to choose that and I've communicated this a lot to my clients about when you pick someone to be your coach allow them to coach you because you picked them to be your coach for a reason so it's a bit like oh I was going to I've in the past had conversations with clients like oh I'm doing online coaching but I was actually going to jump to this other boot camp and what you've got to ask yourself is why? Are you not looking at the other 23 hours of the day? Because I think some people think the gym's going to solve all their problems. And it's absolutely not. Because I think that's maybe why my clients have progressed a little bit more during this, this last year. I've also been able to work with them in a much more one-to-one -one capacity because I've switched to a more online coaching uh, module through, throughout the pandemic. But I think it's really important to realise that when you are training with a coach they have your best interests at heart and allow them to coach you the full package and not just thinking that oh when the gyms you open up all my problems are going to be solved I'm going to drop loads of 
body weight because I'm going to be going to the gym and actually look at what you're doing when you're not in the gym. So as much as you it's really exciting the gyms are opening, you've still got to be looking at the other 23 hours a day. Just ticking off your gym session isn't enough. And that's something I'm going to be communicating a lot towards my clients is you need to be careful of what you're buying into because it's easy to go, I'm actually going to start going to that boot camp um, instead of actually doing my upper and my lower body workout. And you've got to ask yourself why, because if you always... I mean, I'm a group coach, so I'm not going to sit here and slate group coaching. I do my boot camps, but there's not the same accountability there. There's not the same training frequency. There's not the same intensity. And it is genuinely just a fun community vibe to get a calorie burn, right? It's about just getting girls in a community environment all together after all being stuck in their houses and getting a sweat on. Um, and it's not tailored. It's not targeted. And it's not exactly progressing that client individually. So I think it's really, really important to be considering that when you are making choices about what gym you're going to go to, what programs you're going to be buying into is, is this the right thing for me? Because if you lose motivation and accountability the minute you've not got someone, one of my clients said, oh, I, think, I just feel like I need somebody screaming at me. That's not what you need. You That's what you want. And yeah. that's almost like, okay, what happens when you come away with that? What happens when you stop that eight week boot camp? You go back to what you did before. So it's again, instilling habits and behaviours that are going to last a lifetime and going to take you at the next level. Um, so I think when you are picking a gym, you have to be really careful about, do you want this long-term or do you want like a short-term signing up? I know some gyms do like eight-week blocks and stuff like that of eight-week boot camps. So you've got to weigh up what do you want and where are you going after that eight weeks? Yeah, yeah. And I, I just avoid that kind of, because I think the, the statistics show that, say, I think it's around about 90% of people that, lose um lose weight and start a kind of journey like this fail and it's really it's really yeah. hard like whether they fail um in eight weeks time or they fail in a year's time eventually they put it back on um, and that's where you get this kind of yo-yo dieting effect when realistically if you have an element of accountability mold stuff into your lifestyle focus on those other 23 hours of the day use the gym to the fact that they're opening as a benefit and not the not the problem getting solved then i think yeah. that's a lot better place to be than go okay i can i can jump into the gym now and i can really push myself harder and that's going to solve all my problems and realistically you probably weren't um focusing too highly on the on the other aspects enough anyway so so yeah absolutely um so should i buy some heavier equipment versus just going to the gym so i had this discussion with a few clients lots of my clients started off with like two four kilo dumbbells they've ended up with 16 kilo kettlebells yeah. and they've invested in a vast amount of equipment so to be honest my my honest answer would be get yourself in the gym get yourself in that environment open up you might make different friendship groups and stuff like that there but you're going to have to invest a lot of money um to be able to get the same kind of progress and be able to make the same progressions is what you can do with a gym so you would need to be investing in bands maybe like a bench things like that to actually be able to take your progress to the next level so I would say weigh up your why why do you want to be buying more equipment and why do you not want to just go back to the gym and it might be in some cases it's not beneficial for some people it might be that some people actually want to end up with a gym in their garden I know obviously you're doing that just now so in your instance yeah it's probably going to be better for you to buy heavier equipment and more equipment but that's not not everyone has that access so I think it's really important to realize that are you going to hold yourself back from progressing because you don't want to go back to the gym because heavier equipment isn't always the answer yeah um and just to add to that 
there's a difference between buying a couple of heavier dumbbells and actually investing it. Fair enough. See if you're going to adopt a hybrid approach and you think that's going to be something you're going to do long term and uh, you want some extra equipment, don't work out from your front room and buy heavier equipment. Go and find if you've got a spare room or you've got a garage, spend a few days and go on Gumtree, get some flooring, um, horse stall mats or something like that and change the environment, get some good lighting, make it look cool, make it look good to a place to go to actually want to work yeah. out if you are going to do that. But again, that takes time, that takes effort, that takes more money than just going to a gym. So this is where you need to weigh up what's what's going to be the best for you. But there's no right or wrong answer, but this is where you need to have maybe a conversation with yourself. Yeah, I definitely think it's got to be a case of you've got to want to train there. I know a lot of people don't want to train in their living rooms just now, but they are because we didn't have another alternative. Yeah. So when the gyms do open, you've got to make sure that's somewhere where your head and your body both want to be. Yeah, yeah. Um, so this one's a bit more kind of generic, but tips on motivating yourself to go to the gym? Um, so yeah, it's fairly generic. It would be a case of, okay, motivation and discipline are two different things. And I think the first thing to get clear on is motivation is absolutely an emotion. So if you're saying, maybe it's a Monday, it's sunny, and you're like, right, I'm dead motivated to go to the gym today, so I'm going to go. So I think you've got to, first of all, be aware of the fact that motivation does mean you take action, which does tend to equal results. But if you're not motivated, you then don't go, and then you don't get the results. So it's a case of switch that motivation to discipline and actually say, right, I'm going to have set days, set training times. And I'm maybe going to book that into a Google Calendar. Um, so I get all the girls using Google Calendar. I've got them booked in so that if on Monday, for instance, a client of mine slept in yesterday, did their workout, and I said, right, let's look at Google Calendar. Where can we rejig that workout to that you're definitely going to get it done because you're non-negotiables for workouts per week. Where are we getting that other workout in because we've missed Monday? So I think motivation maybe would be to remember why. <laughs> People always say buy a few new gym sets as well. I know that always motivates people, like new, new clothes and stuff like that. But I think, firstly, you've got to get clear on why your goal is your goal. And if anything, realise that you're not going to be motivated every day of the week. I know that's a kind of harsh answer, but if mm -hmm. you're going to try survive on motivation, you're not going to get very far. Motivation yeah. gets you going. When you start, you lose a few pounds, you feel good, you feel dead energetic, you feel um, the difference, you feel the sleeping benefits, you feel your sex drive increasing. And then that, that goes and you need to then be disciplined to keep ticking the boxes, even on the days you don't feel like it. And it's the days that you don't feel like it that you turn up that usually make the difference. Yeah, and that's, and that's why, relating back to everything that we've just said, if you can create a better environment, you um, you can look forward to going, even though you might not want to or be motivated because you've had a tough day at work or whatever, then you might look at change, changing your training times and actually maybe train in the morning if you can. Like This is where you need to kind of jig stuff about. There's no right way or wrong way to do it. Um, but I know, yeah. that, I know that myself, that I, like, you know, being, being a coach, there's always stuff to do, right? So when... If you're a person that's always got stuff to do, you will put stuff off. So for me, I make sure that I get uh, a workout done first thing in the morning. And if I don't do that, I tend yeah. to put it off. So that this is... This yeah, is do it before your day even starts. Yeah, win that first mental battle. I think that's the they, uh -huh, they don't have the time. Okay, well, get to your bed an hour earlier, get up an hour earlier, and do it before your day would even start. And what I said to a lot of clients was, book it in right if you had a hairdresser appointment the hairdresser's open two weeks ago 
you bloody turned up to that hairdressing appointment. Whether you were motivated to get your hair done or not, you turned up because you booked it in. You didn't miss your last doctor's appointment because you booked it in. You didn't miss your last dentist appointment because you booked it in. So it's really important to book in time with yourself rather than, I'll change three days this week. On a Sunday, sit down, write out your Google calendar. When am I meal prepping? When am I picking the kids up in nursery? When can I fit in a workout? Fit it in and make time for it. Don't just go, oh, it's Monday, it's four o'clock. I've got no time to do my workout now. I'll maybe do it tomorrow. Set times, look at your week in a bird's eye view and go, right, where can I fit this in at my week? How can I make this work? And if something does creep up, that's okay. Google Calendar's great. You can literally pick it up, drag it and go, right, I can't do it today. I'll do it Friday morning instead. And I'll actually maybe just um, do my meal prep tonight instead. So it's about looking at how I can make it work rather than I can't do it. Look at how can I fit it in? How can I make this part of my routine? And very slowly but surely, you want your training days and your training environment to become part of who you are. It's part of your identity. So the same way you wouldn't leave the house without brushing your teeth should kind of instill that discipline of, I've not done my workout today. I've not done my steps today. It's not just a case of, oh, see when I can get it done. Plan it and book in time with yourself. And that's the same with booking in self-care, booking in kind of family time. It's really, really important to make sure you're getting a good balance of it all. Yeah. A hundred percent. I think planning is one of the biggest issues that I come across with clients and really where um, if if they're not, I recommend some actual planners. Uh, can you hear me? Or like, yeah. Like a, yeah, I can hear you. Um, I recommend some planners to make sure that you're planning in what you would say your non-negotiables are, are the things that are going to drive the result. And if you don't do that, uh, there also there needs to be a bit of flexibility. And that's why, let's say for instance, you're not yeah. motivated to do a workout and you've got an hour's workout to do. Even just do 20 minutes, right? After that 20 minutes, go to yourself. Absolutely. Uh, Danny, have I got the motivation now to, to maybe do the, the, the next? You might. If not, you know that you've done 20 minutes that you didn't do. Yeah. And I always say to clients, I feel like that. Start with Wednesday. Like, is it motivation or are you just, can you just not be bothered? Like, yeah. so I said to a client the other day, like, I cannot pick myself up to this workout. I went, Go, give me 10 minutes. If you still don't want to do after 10 minutes, let's stop. She takes me an hour later. That was one of the best workouts I've had. So do what you said you would, even after the mood you said it in, because your mood will change daily, depending on genuinely the weather. We live in Scotland, if it's raining, you can't be bothered doing anything. You're like, oh, if it's sunny, you suddenly want to conquer the world, clean out your garage, do loads of stuff. So don't let your emotions dictate your actions. Yeah, good. And that's a, that's a good, one to, good one to finish on. So um, thanks for coming on. And uh, thank you for having to, me. That. If anyone wants to find you, where, where can they find you? Um, so it's fitness, F I T Z N E S S. So it's like Fitzpatrick with fitness. Everyone's always like, How did you say that? <laughs> Underscore coaching on Instagram or just fitness on Facebook. Um, so yeah, Instagram or Facebook's the best way to get a hold of me. <laughs> Perfect. So thanks for coming on, guys, and we'll see you uh, in the next one. Cheers. <laughs>